It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year I feel like he's trying to It's sell me a car <laughs> Something <laughs> It's the season to remember. Well, this is Lexus's season, Has right? Any you, have any of you ever received a car for a Christmas yes, present? Yes, I have, actually. You have? Uh-huh. Yeah, Matchbox. Oh, that's pretty true. And back when I was a kid, it wasn't a Matchbox. It was the generic Probably version got of the, the Matchbox. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like Transformers and GoBots. No, but there was a... There was a, there was a well, I mean, Hot Wheels and we Matchbox. Hot Wheels there was, and you, Matchbox. You were past that one more step? You were Hot Wheels, Matchbox, and you were the... You were the third tier. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what the third tier was. Okay. I remember having the, the the little ones where you could crash into each other and the door would flip around and it looked like you got into a car accident. Oh, nice. Nice. I was thinking maybe more the uh, Radio Shack remote control car. Those maybe. sucked. Oh, those. Nothing those. good comes from Radio I mean, it, Shack. It would it would have worked for like. It might have got you to New Year's. I mean, they had you a Tandy computer. Like nothing good came from Radio Shack. If you and and, and that's why they're closed. In fact, I did get one. I know I got a. I know I got a uh, a Lamborghini. Are you still being billed for the Battery Club? Yes. <laughs> I know I got a Radio Shack Lamborghini, and I bet it lasted till New Year's. Yeah. And then it just went on the shelf as a Lamborghini with an antenna on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it never worked. Never worked right. again. Right. Uh, so I always I always laugh when I see these car commercials. I'm like, who's who's got a giant? I mean, if you got. Good for you. If yeah. you walked out and you got a giant red bow on a car at Christmas, good for you. I may put that on my wife's hood this I Christmas. Don't, I don't. I always think that's strange. It's the gift that keeps on yeah. giving. You can kind of get a car when you, you need a car. To it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's Christmas time. You know what I'm going to do, honey? This year we got yeah. a nice I'm going to make year. this a December to remember. Yes. Here you go, Beverly. Good Here's your Lexus. And good for you if you've, you've hit that mark. So. Yeah. It's the Lexus to December sales event, to remember yeah. sales event. And then it goes until January, mm, mm. and it starts in well, November. I mean, truck month ain't a month. Well, you're right, but you know but they don't specify the month. This is the <laughs> December to remember. Oh, correct, correct. That's and it starts specific. in November and ends in I January. Liked, I always like truck month. You're like, whichever month, what month is truck month? Like, Today. It's truck month. It's truck whatever, month. Whatever month you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you need to or want to go buy a truck. Right. Yeah. That's I, when that month is. I've never gotten, a, a, I don't know anybody the, that's the ever one, gotten a car. And they've repeated it a few years where the one though, where they like drive the thing through the snowbank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I yeah, got yeah, you yeah. a little something. And, and ruin the car. And they go right. through the snowbank and, <laughs> and land it in the driveway. Like I got you a car. Like yeah. that ain't ever happening. Come never. on. You ever get a helicopter for Christmas? No. no, no. Well, maybe a Radio Shack helicopter. Yeah, maybe a Radio Shack. I never fly, yeah. flew either. That little I mean, one was, that was crashed a- and then it was do- toast. If you like rank a, in like the worst stores of all time, Radio Shack has to be number one. And the um, problem is, you kept going back in. I there. loved it. I loved it. I know, it was, but it was terrible. You kept going You're right. back in yeah. there like what yeah. new crap? Well, because I would go in there thinking I could find stuff for this business. No chance. No chance. No, we don't I mean, nothing. We don't have Radio Shack. Yeah, you can't help out radio. No, not really. No, I mean seriously. Think of like what are some of the other like horrible stores that existed back in the day? Because Radio Shack's number one, man. I mean, there's no fearful offending stores that still exist. Well, I mean, (laughs) these are at like like, you know. Because I mean, in your heart of hearts, Spencer sucked. We were just in Spencer at Thanksgiving time. It was so funny. I laughed. Yeah, gave you a laugh. You're like, Jersey. There's plenty of Spencer gifts. uh, These are these are really terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's there's nothing there. Like, oh man, I bought this 40 years ago at Spencer's, and look, right. It is no. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're right about it. Just like but here's they, a piece of fake poop. But they had you. Yeah, they had you. And, and you all always the go in. in there. Yeah, yeah, you would always go into a place like that. Yeah. You know, so there was a place in New Jersey, New York City, where when I grew up, called Crazy Eddie, and it was like a guy. You know, you've seen it on Seinfeld where they do leaping Larrys. He was based off this guy, Crazy Eddie. His prices are insane, and then he went to jail for something. I think for like yeah. scamming people. Where else am I going to get my diodes and fuses? But at Radio Shack from the eight one six. Amazon's yeah. got you covered now. Yeah, yeah, they'll just send you there now. Who the hell's buying a car? I got my wife a comfy new chair for soccer season. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, the hydraulics. Yeah, the hydraulic yeah. chairs are great. Yeah. I love that. Love uh, it. Someone says sharper image. That was another. Oh, one. that yeah. was another good one where you went in there and it's like I really like all this stuff. I can't, and can't, can't afford, can't none afford of this. any of it. Yeah, yeah. sharper but let image. Let me sit in the chair for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Is Mr. Bulky still around? <laughs> I don't know. Sunglasses Hut. Mm, they're still around. The the place where in kiosk. The, the kiosk where you could buy the styrofoam plane. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And they threw do right. the demonstrations do the in the middle of the, middle of the mall. Just flying yeah. stuff at you. You oh, broke that great. thing in an afternoon. Yeah. You know. You know what else? That did? and the piercing pagoda with the fake jewelry. Yeah, right the there. fake Claire's boutique. Oh. I know that's still those around. Those are still though. around. Yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. great for getting your ears pierced. Um, Brookstone, I, same line as same line as same line yeah. sharper image. What about that store? Where I don't think it exists anymore, but it really should because I used to love it. That store, Pepperidge Farm, where you got those little strawberry candies and the free cheese in the mall all the time. Yeah, the Hickory Farms place. Like summer place, sausage. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, Hickory Farms, not Pepperidge Farm, but yeah, yeah. Hickory Farms. Yeah, Same I thing. love that place. It I always remember great. like a lady dressed like Mrs. Claus yes. standing there with an apron handing out free cheese. Mm. And they were only open during Christmas time. Thanksgiving, Christmas, they really? popped up. Are you yeah. sure about well, that? Well, here, here they did. Oh. You know, Independence Center. You know, they would pop up. Oh, it was a pop up back in the day. Yeah. Oh, see, I remember them. I remember them being open all year round. You could get summer sausage any season at Hickory Farms. Is Hickory Farms now a mail order? Can you just like order from Hickory? I would Farms? think. Orange Julius is now merged. You don't see a standalone know, Orange Julius. They're so good. And it's not. It's probably doesn't even taste the same anymore. When was the last time anybody had an Orange Julius? Uh, it's been a, it's, it's been, been a while, while right? But, like you, but it's never on top of mind. If it were there, if you're walking in front through of you, the mall and there's Orange Julius, you're, you're like, Julius oh, all right, let's but if, go. But if it was out there and it was accessible, like if an Orange Julius was a Starbucks, oh my god! Like now, every Joe Comanby driving I, their silver you, minivan and you over medians, run into one over every. I probably have more Orange Julius. Yeah, you probably would. Not that I go to Starbucks, but I'm saying I would go to Orange Julius. Yeah, yeah. but they do. It's called Dairy Queen. I know, but then you got to go to the, the Dairy Queen bar. And then, and then you you're get like, there, you're like, I want a blizzard. I'd rather have a dilly bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, get, you know. I'd rather have a falls, brazer burger or falls whatever. Down the, <laughs> falls down the pecking order. Uh, Travis Kelsey says it's the media's fault. Oh, no. But also, they can use the media, so it's kind of okay. Yeah. Uh, this was Travis on his uh, New Heights podcast about the uh, media being critical of the wide receivers. There's a lot of media pointing fingers at uh, some of the skill players that we have. I say f*** that, and excuse my language. Uh, we usually cuss in lighthearted ways, but this is uh, – I felt like you guys had to feel that, whoever's talking shit on uh, on the the skill players in, uh, in our offense right now, man. It's – um. This is a group effort, and when you turn the film on, what's real is that we got guys that can play this game, and we got guys that we can have success with and win with and win championships with. I know it. I've been on championship-caliber teams. When you watch the film, penalties in critical moments, turnovers in critical moments, and it's everybody. It's not one guy. It's everybody's getting a piece of the pie, and 
Yeah, it's frustrating. But at the same time, we know it's a lot of it is self-inflicted. And we know that, you know, moving forward, it can be fixed. And we have the guys to be able to get it fixed. And it kind of sounds like a broken record at this point, but I don't, I don't give a damn. It's what, it's my, it's my livelihood. It's to, to keep this kind of mentality, uh, throughout the season. We're eight and five amongst the top of the AFC. And this year we're, we're battling our tail off and we're figuring out what kind of team we are in a different way than we have in the past. All this that I hear in the media right now about who the Chiefs are, it's, it's only building that beast that, uh, that we've been trying to create this entire year. And it's, it's, it's only going to keep making us better and better uh, going through these these learning experiences and going through these tough games. So it's weird. It was a blame followed by a thank you. Right, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Everyone being critical. Bleep off. And at the end going, it's only fueling our fire. Correct. It's only building the beast. So I, I felt like that that was a, uh, not a compliment sandwich, but almost, almost something that had been like, it's your fault. Right. Don't be saying this. Same time, like, well, thanks. It's it's uh, it's fanning the flames. So cool. So this this Good, week, this is what we've seen this week so far. We've seen Patrick Mahomes meltdown. We've seen everybody blame the refs for proper calls. <laughs> Just you know, and then then meltdown. They didn't melt that over the wrong call. It was a proper call. And now we're seeing the media blame game. Like it's all adding up this week, right? That's why I think on Sunday we may see an explosion here. I will say this to Travis Kelsey, okay? Trav, stop blaming the media, man. Like, if the media is out here painting lies and making things up, fine. But the media is watching the play as much as everybody is. And what we're seeing is this wide receiver group is leading the NFL in drops with 33. We're seeing a negative seven turnover margin. We're seeing Mahomes with double-digit interception. And as you mentioned, critical plays that happen in the wrong direction in situations and you saying be- you're a broken record admits to some of those things that have been happening. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like all year we have seen a team that commits a penalty and can't recover. We have seen a team as Nate Taylor pointed out, if they turn the ball over two or more times, chances are they're going to find themselves in a tough spot to win a football game. So all of these things that we're able to overcome in years past, aren't able to overcome with ease now. And, and, you know, you, you can use the media fine. If that's going to, you know, be like, you, you know, KU say nobody believes in us and they're the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Fine. Use it in, in that direction. But if you're sitting around saying it's the media's fault and you're not looking at the mirror and looking at yourself and what y'all can do better, then that's what I have a real issue with. Cause at the end of the day, Travis knows, man, he's like, he said, he's been around for a while. He's 34 years old. He knows that it's not the media making things up. He knows that his team is struggling right now and he's being a leader and trying to pull him out of it by blaming the media and deflect attention. But he needs to be inside that locker room saying, guys, I took the, I took the heat for everybody. I blame the media on this one for whatever reason, but stop dropping the ball. Stop turning it over. Stop throwing interceptions. Stop lining up offside. Stop committing the mistakes that we can't overcome. Stop turning the football over when you're carrying it. Like, he's got to go in there and be that kind of leader in there. Outside, deflect attention, defend your guys. But inside, he better be kind of saying what I just said. And then other seasons, eight and five, you might, I'm not saying in trouble for the playoffs, but you might be in trouble for upper echelon. Yeah. This year's a year where it's the pack's a little more crowded. Right. No one's completely separated. What was that stat I read to you earlier, Josh, about the playoff log jam in the NFL? Let me 
pull it up here. It'll take me two but, seconds. But I mean, this 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 is the year, and it's a little uh, bit a little bit fortunate too. Yeah. Like you have a little down year offensively. You don't like quite look the same. And eight and five isn't like oh my gosh, we're playing for a wild card spot. No, eight and five eight is your five potentially yeah. for the one spot. And I feel like, and maybe in the NFC, it might even be different this year, right? We thought the AFC is going to be top heavy and and loaded, and and oh my goodness, look at all these teams, and yeah, kind of look around and go, okay, right. Two of the main teams have not lived up to. Uh, expectation this year in Cincinnati and Buffalo. Uh, Dolphins aren't perfect. They look like the Ravens the are perfect. Home. Doesn't look like the Ravens are perfect either. Right. Yeah. This is a great year to be like, yeah, we're still eight and five and still okay and and making mistakes and overcoming them for the most part. The pack hasn't run away from you either. So right. it's a, it's a it's a fortunate season to be going what you're going through right now. Perfect season to be going through what you're going through right now. It's to be a really good team that's really close. And it hasn't bit you because the rest of the division hasn't run away. Right, exactly. There's there's like eleven teams right now in the AFC have winning records, uh, and and six of those eleven are seven and six. Both are the are tied for the most in a single conference or week fourteen since the merger. So think about that. No year has there been more teams with winning records in the AFC this late in the season that we're seeing right now. You know who loves it? Roger Goodell. This is a money machine right now because there is no dominating team. Everybody other than the Panthers and the Patriots feel that they're still alive. I mean, the Giants are five and eight. They got some no name who eats chicken cutlets playing quarterback that lives with his mother. And, and they think they're going to the playoffs. You think they were f- <laughs> going to end up uh, 14 and three. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like that's the beauty of the NFL. And that's why we all love the league. We do. We love it. We love what's going on right now in this league. We will take a look at this week's uh, best picks. Alex gold is golden lock segment is next. Sesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Tune in to hear Nate Taylor every Thursday at 825 during the Chiefs season, right here on 610 Sports Radio. Alex Alex Gold, Cody and Gold also. Was that at the end? Was that Nate Taylor saying uh, Bailey Zappi? That was. was. (laughs) Bailey Zappi at the end. (laughs) From uh, that betting show. Which one? That one. Oh. Uh, let's start first before we get to the games of the uh, the the Jaguars employee. This is a, a fascinating <laughs> story. The, uh, the the Jaguars employee that stole $22 million from the organization, and then it turned out he was also a horrible gambler. Yeah, so he, they had this virtual credit card, I guess, that you had access to as an employee at his level, and he defrauded them out of 22 mil, but he was using this to pay for this extravagant lifestyle, and he was playing a lot of daily fantasy football, right? So on DraftKings or whatever, if anybody's done it, you set your lineup right, and you don't always have to set your lineup right when you buy the entry. And in the report, it says that this guy would pay like a $3,000 entry, some really high-stakes games on there, and he would forget 
to put his lineup in, or you put his lineup in and have guys that were injured in his lineup. So, I mean, just completely didn't care about them. Go with his money. So yeah, he didn't, right. Didn't care. So he didn't yeah. care. But $22 million is a lot. That guy's going to do some time, isn't oh, he? Like, we're not going to yeah. see this guy, and he's not going to see the light of day for a while. I mean, but how long did it take this, this organization to discover $22 million was missing? That's, That's my true. thing. Like, how much money is rolling through these organizations where somebody just goes, we're short $22 mil. Did anybody make an <laughs> yeah, error? Like, just, is this Frank White doing the we, books? We just, <laughs> saw, we just saw a lot of payments to DraftKings. Does anybody have any yeah. information on this here? I mean, yeah, no, it was like some virtual credit card thing that he had access to. And he was going on these fancy trips and uh, his attorney has come out with statements saying like, oh, he wasn't using the money for that gambling. He was using to pay off. Uh, his, his debts, his debts, yeah. or whatever. So I don't know. six of one, half a dozen. He's the other. Thank you, attorney. Right? He's yeah. trying yeah. to play catch up. No, I get it. That's the attorney's job. Give you yeah. the, all the attorney has to do in the defense is create a little bit of doubt. That's his job. Create a little bit of doubt. If he can do that, the jury buys it. Well, then by all means, they must have quit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Club doesn't fit. All right. Well, well he must have not have done it. You want to start with the Chiefs and Pats Yeah, today? let's do this because there's been some movement since uh, last night, even uh, during that betting show, Bob. The yeah. Chiefs were nine-and-a-half-point favorites. That one. That one. Nine-and-a-half-point favorites over the Patriots, and this has gone down. The Chiefs at some spots, including ESPN Bet, they're down to just seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh. So a lot of line movement, and at nine-and-a-half, and even when it was ten for a little bit, I think the Patriots were absolutely the correct play. Plus ten. I mean, this football team, I don't think they're losing to New England, but – they shouldn't be double-digit favorites over anybody right now. Not with the issues that we've seen all year. Travis Kelsey's going to blame you. That's fine. Hey, I love the the, the fuel that they're getting out yeah. of all the media. That's fine. But I think there were two ways to approach it. One, it, when the nine and a half number was still out there, you take the Patriots to cover the nine and a half, or you tease you tease it up, right? We've talked about that a lot. You could tease the Patriots up to fifteen and a half point underdogs. I don't think the Chiefs are beating anybody by sixteen or seventeen right now. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, like. Patriots still defensively are a pretty good football team, despite all their other issues. Um, But the bet that I think uh, if you're really looking to make is the total 37 is the total for this game. It's the lowest total in a Mahomes football game in his career. Yeah. Earlier this year, we had the Jets game. We all thought that was a low total. That was 41 points or so Mm -hmm. against Zach Wilson and company. This is 37. I just, the, the Chiefs defense, I do think will be able to shut down Zappy and they put up 21 in the first half against Pittsburgh last week. And then they were shut out in the second half. I don't think they're putting up 21 points on this Chiefs defense. So this is a 17 to 10 type of game, in my opinion. You're taking taking the under on that yeah. one. Yeah, it, it's funny how this week the Chiefs have used correct calls by the ref and correct statements by the media to motivate them. Yeah. And if that works for you, great. So well, hey, at this point, I'm open for anything. Yeah, that, but that, that's why I'm thinking, like, could this be that type of breakout game? You know, because they're they're heated, obviously. Yeah, just you know? when you think you figured it out. Vegas from, uh, doesn't believe in us either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Just, Those exactly. naysayers that set the lines don't believe in us. <laughs> just we'll you, show them. <laughs> just when you think you figured it out, you're like, oh, I got a good pulse, you know, on this team or whatever from a betting angle. Then that's to your point, Bob. That's when all of a sudden they, they score 35 points. Yeah. On right. The exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, we talked about that. Uh, was it two Thursday nights ago where everything was pointing to that was the Patriots game yeah. under it was like, oh, last it's going to be not, yeah, not last week. It was me nine to three. And they scored 21 out of nowhere in the first half right. and scored over 20 more than twice the entire year. So stuff like that does happen, no doubt. But I just I don't think you can you can put a significant amount of money on the Chiefs to cover a double digit spread. Now that seven and a half, you could tease them down six points, and all of a sudden you're only asking them to win by two. Okay, now, now that's a little more realistic right. in my opinion. How are you playing the Tommy Cutlets game right now? The Tommy I DeVito the game this week. with the Giants. Love let, the Giants. Let, this let week. me know how how it better views what's going on there with that phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, right. So last week I was on the opposite end of it. I, I thought the Packers were going to go up to to New York and, and handle them. Obviously, that was not the case. 
because I think also the Packers just they, they look completely different than they had the prior four weeks. They were turning the ball over left and right more than it was Tommy DeVito. But yeah, I mean, look, you right now, I think you ride the hot hand and their matchup this particular weekend is great. They're playing a Saints team who should not be six point favorites at home. They, they've been one of the worst teams as favorites. Whenever the, Derek Carr is a favorite going back to this Raiders days or even in New Orleans so far this year, they have one of the worst records as a favorite. They should not be. They're not good enough to be six point favorites even at home. And so I think the, the Giants will be able to run on this New Orleans Saint defense who beat the Panthers last week who were terrible, but they still ran for over five yards of carry against New Orleans. And so I think Saquon Barkley and company will be able to run, keep control of the clock. So the Saints probably win, but the Giants are six point dogs on the road. I'll, I'll go ahead and take the Giants plus six. Uh, other games you like Philly at Seattle. Yeah, so everybody's down on Philly now. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. They the, lost the game. Mean, Get out of the way. Three weeks ago. Did we, they change the play caller, by the they, way? I didn't I follow up on that. We, I didn't follow As up our on that. Our station just, WIP oh, was, they, they, they put out the poll of uh, who should be calling yeah. the plays. Wow. I'm like, wow, you know it's gotten bad. How about we put out a poll, yeah. poll who should be executing the play that's called? Yeah, Nobody ever says never. that, well, right? Mar- well, Marcus Mariota, right? It's, it's Jalen Hurts' fault now. It's, right. It should be him. As yeah, Hurts is no good. Sirianni's um, on the hot seat. Shut him down. No, I yes. think we're getting great value on Philly because of the pub, the narrative around Philadelphia. Like, they just wrapped up a brutal stretch. I think I when, when we were talking a few weeks ago, it was Buffalo, obviously Kansas City, and Buffalo, and the, the Niners, and the Cowboys. Yes, this is out west, but they do get an extra day with the flex. They're, they're playing Monday night when the Chiefs were supposed to be playing Monday night against New England. So they get an extra day to get healthy. I, I think Seattle and they might get right Drew now. Lock, right? Gino's trending towards playing. Okay. I think he's going to play on, on Monday night. But the Seahawks are one of the worst tackling teams in football this year. And that's a problem when you're going man-to-man against A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. So I think we're getting a steal with Philly minus three and a half. If this was an Eagles team that the last two weeks, even in losing efforts, had looked better, you're probably getting Philly at five and a half or six. Instead, you get Philly at three and a half. And I, I don't trust Seattle at home. You don't trust them there either. All right, Dallas at Buffalo. That's kind of the big game of the weekend. It's the Nance Romo type of game. Dallas now has officially arrived. Right, Dallas is now the love child of the NFL. Buffalo may be back, and how do you? Yeah, this is this was. Let's go Cowboys, and I never. Oh sure, yeah, Yeah. I hope the Cowboys win. The line moved this morning, so the the Cowboys were two and a half point underdogs. What? Yeah, they've been underdogs all week. They're still dogs, but. They're they are one and dogs. A half. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're one and a half point underdogs. Now, I think the we can talk about the side if you want, but the total to me is the play over 50 and a half points. I think we're gonna see a ton of points. It's not supposed to be bad weather in Buffalo this weekend. Uh, as far as uh, looking at that at this point, I think both teams will put up points. And this is a Dallas team, despite being Philly, they, Philly still in these last couple of weeks, teams against Dallas have put up points and had success. So I think we just see a lot of points. The Buffalo offense can move the ball. They're obviously in a much better spot now, feeling good about themselves. So I just think you go with the total. As far as the the spread, it really is a coin flip for this for this particular game. Can the Cowboys go on the road where they're not nearly as at home? They're blowing everybody out. Yeah. On the road, that's the big question. And so I, I would rather bet the total 50 and a half. The line keeps being moved on the Dallas Cowboys. You know, a win in Buffalo this week. Now maybe they've arrived, you know, mm-hmm. t- type of thing. So I think each week with Dallas, the line just keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And you go to Buffalo and you get a win this late in the season. That's a big win for the Cowboys. And, and you know, Dak Prescott. Oh, he's I, been awesome. I know he's been great, but comma, he still doesn't have like, oh my God, he, he had that big win until he beat Philadelphia last week. And so can he do it two in a row? Yeah. You know, that's going to be the question now. Is he considered he's, an elite uh, quarterback? He's the favorite for MVP right now. Last week, Brock Purdy was a slight favorite. Now yeah. Dak's the slight favorite, depending on where you're looking. What about coach of the year? Who do you think the favorite is? Because I think with all these terrible wide receivers that we have, as he <laughs> says with a grin, um, if the Chiefs win the division, which they will, they get in the playoffs, why isn't Andy Reid coach <laughs> Andy, He overcame bad. Hey, Wide receivers. He'll do all this and finish eighth. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Rack, if, you awesome. were, if you were wondering, Andy Reid actually has the worst odds to win the coach of the year. I know. It's year. unbelievable. It's, it's just the setup, but we've talked about this before. Just uh, you, barring a, a six, you know, an undefeated season or a one loss season, you just when you're Andy Reid and Belichick, you just can't. You just can't win it uh, the way it's set up. The favorite is Dan Campbell still. He's been the favorite so far wire to wire at this point. Uh, he's plus 350. Then you got D'Amico Ryans, 4-1. to one. Shane Steichen has moved up, the Colts head coach. He, had been, he was 30-1 to one like a month ago. And now the Colts, who are one game back in the AFC South, they have Garner Minshew. Jonathan Taylor's been hurt for multiple weeks this season. The first four and now the last two, I think he's doubtful this weekend. He's the big mover. And then you got Kevin Stefanski's the one everybody's talking about this week. So Kevin Stefanski's 12-1 to one right now. The Cleveland Browns head coach. We know they're on their like fourth quarterback. I mean, Joe Flacco's off the street in his couch playing and winning games. They've had all kinds of injuries. Nick Chubb and we can keep going. That team, based on their schedule, has a chance to win out. Right? They play Houston, who may not have C.J. Stroud. They have the Jets, I believe, as well. You start looking at them. If, if Kevin Stefanski won out, he's probably the one coach that could not win his division and still have a very strong case to be coach of the year. So if you're not believing that Dan Campbell's going to win and he's still the favorite Stefanski and Shane Steichen are the two that everybody's kind of keeping an eye on right now from a value perspective. Yeah. I mean, all the injuries they've overcome and yeah. to win a di- or to be in a division that very competitive drafting the wrong quarterback and overcoming that yeah, overcoming I mean, that you know. is huge. I would have thought Dable would have shot up the ranks this week. Well, uh, they're yeah. five and eight. My God, I would have thought he would have been coach of the year. Where's cutlets for MVP. He's found, so he's found, uh, he's Dable's not even on, not even on the board guys. Just, mm, yeah, what's funny well. is they have Andy Reed at, at 200 to one on the board, but they don't even put Brian Dable yeah. on the board. Oh yeah, you should. Uh, sen- so where's cutlets for MVP? Is he, is he's he not climbing the, the rank? They're not on the board. Uh, no. Since the, since the chiefs have now, you know, it's over and, uh, at yeah. eight five, is there value in the the number one seed? I think a conversation little bit. I think a little bit for them. Look, they are they are plus three ten right now to be the number one seed in the AFC. The Ravens are the favorite at minus one fifteen, and the Dolphins are just behind the Chiefs at plus three twenty. But just to put it in perspective, how quickly it changes before the the Titans Miami Dolphins game on Monday night, I tweeted out at that point the odds, and before kickoff in the upset, of course, of the Titans beating. The Dolphins, the Chiefs were eight to one to be the number one seed. Dolphins lose, and now we sit here and the Chiefs are plus three ten. The Dolphins were the favorite for the one seed at that point, and now it's the Ravens. It really comes down to whether or not you think the Ravens are losing two games. Because I think the Chiefs are gonna end up winning out and win these final four. I right. really do. It's whether or not you believe looking at the Ravens schedule, can they slip up twice? I think they're for sure slipping up once just based off of yeah. that, that schedule. But they should have lost on Sunday. Should, that would have yeah, been yeah, then we'd really up. be really be talking, just being one back still. Um, but yeah, the, the Chiefs at plus three ten. I think it, and, and even just the the odds to win the AFC, having the second best odds still at plus two ninety, and the Ravens at plus two forty puts in perspective, like they are still very much in the conversation and can win this AFC. Uh, that betting show from last night up at 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. What's coming up today, 10 to 2? Yeah, we'll talk to Dane and Hughes. He's going to join us around 1040. Uh, I, I think he's a hustler on the shuffleboard. He acted like he had never played before last night at our company party. And he's then, an uh, athlete. They hustle he, you all the yeah, time. So never. we're going to we're gonna have to talk about that a little bit with uh, him. And then we'll talk about what's going on in D.C., Maryland, Virginia area with the stadium. I, I think what happened in a quick 24-hour period is an example of what could happen in Kansas City. Reminder that it just takes a press conference all of a sudden being called at 24 hours from a a governor in another state, and all of a sudden they come up with $2 billion and they're moving. Yep, exactly. Although they're citing crime. Yeah, people don't want to go to the states. The crime. I mean, every downtown, downtown, every downtown. Move out to Virginia. Yeah, every. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Virginia. Thanks. The crime-free state. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two of 
the legendary coaches going head to head, maybe, maybe for the final time, probably coming up on, on Sunday, Yep. Uh, Andy versus hoodie next. Fesco in the morning. If my neighbor came over and snuck zucchini onto my porch, I think I'd have him arrested. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. It's not often I put you and Mike Greenberg in the same sentence. I'm trying to think of something witty to say, but I don't know. Like, is he not as good as me or like? I don't know. Do we we really find his takes like interesting? Maybe or hot or that needle moving? Yeah. Not really. Not really, right? No, not really. But uh, he's he's in lockstep with you on uh, on the 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 coaching goat. It's Andy Reid. Andy Reid's going to go down as the greatest coach of all time in NFL history. Hmm. I don't think there's any arguing that. And Andy Reid has won with every quarterback wherever he's been, and almost has never had a below 500 record. Was he had two rec- two years below 500 as a head coach? His final year in Philly, his first year in Philly, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like two years below 500 in a 20 plus year career, multiple Super Bowl championships, multiple Super Bowl appearances with multiple organizations, the winningest head coach with two organizations and two historic organizations. He's not the winningest head coach with Carolina and Jacksonville. He's the winningest head coach with Philadelphia and with Kansas City. He has reestablished two franchises that were downtrodden when he took them over into becoming powers, and he's got an amazing coaching tree. When it's all said and done, regardless of the amount of Super Bowls that he ends up winning, Andy Reid will be looked at, in my opinion, as the greatest head coach in the history of the National Football League. Now, will he have more wins than Belichick and more Super Bowls? No. So I think that would be the that'd be the other argument. But but there's also win, the eye win, test wins and uh, and and championships, right? But there's also the eye test, and you look at it, and you go, Andy Reid won with Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid won with Kevin Cobb, Andy Reid won with Michael Vick, That's Andy Reid won with Alex That's Smith, the weeds, Alex so, Smith. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I could just say scoreboard. You you could, but everybody knows have that the most Belichick w- is a fraud, and Andy Reid is assuming not. Assuming he goes to Washington and gets thirty wins, yeah. Or whatever the number ends up being, um, and it, he's still going to have he, if he has wins and he has titles. But do you, Don Shula, is the winningest coach right now? Do you look at him as the greatest coach no. of all time? I don't. No, right. No. So no. he's got wins and a couple but, of championships. Yeah, but, but wins in seven or whatever. But why don't you consider Don Shula the greatest coach right now if he's got the wins? I said wins and championships. I, yeah. Those are two. Those are as a two part answer, Bob. I gave it to you. Okay. Wins and championships. Belichick's going to have them both. Yeah, he, he probably gonna, will. I'm not saying that's going to be pretty hard to, to beat. Now, now, I'd agree with you. If you look below the if surface. You, if you look and black if you, and white, yes. And if you discount, and if you discount, who did he do it with? And you take out Tom Brady, which you can't. But if you take out Tom Brady, right, you go, huh, what were you left with? Right. Bunch of, bunch of crap. Who did Andy? Andy worked with everybody. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, yes, I, I, 
I think that there's an argument to be made. I think it's going to be a tough one to ultimately win if he has the win total and the championships total. Right. But, if, yeah. Yeah. but I, but I, I Mike, think there's a lot more gray area now with Bill Belichick than with anybody else yeah, that, yeah. that's his, ever coached in this the league. The end of his legacy, yeah. Had he walked when Tommy walked. There'd be no – nobody would talk about yeah. it. He'd be the greatest of all now, time. Now you're – with each now passing like, moment, mm. there's there are questions. Right. Uh, so Mike Greenberg on ESPN, I think, agrees with you. I think Andy Reid figures – to win double-digit games every year for the foreseeable future because he has that quarterback mm-hmm. in the same way that Bill did for all those years because he had that quarterback. So, yes, I think if, you, if you're asking me, do I think there's a chance that when it's all said and done, Reed winds up the winningest coach of all time? I think there's a real chance. Follow-up question. When it's all said and done, is there any chance that Reed passes Bill? For Super Bowls? No, just in terms of like you know the answer to the question, who is the greatest football coach of all time? I have. Do I have this right? Reed is the winningest coach in the history of the Eagles, right? Yes, and he's the only coach to be the winningest coach for two different for franchises. two different teams. That's why this came up recently, and he took them to a Super Bowl, and they won a ton of playoff games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that they're it's on if, the table for you. If Re- sure, so let's say Reed wins two more, goes to two more, and wins two more. Okay, now he's been in six, and he's won four. You could absolutely make that comparison. And if he winds okay. up with more wins, sure. I, I, you, I could see having that. I mean, we'll have to see where we are when we get to that, if we get to that. But could I see that happening? Of course. The uh, other thing I that could we see ha- that happening. I could see that happening. The other thing you have to factor in as well, and I know this is just because of longevity, you know, Bill Belichick's going to be the all-time losingest coach in NFL history. Sometimes that goes with the territory. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> but, I mean, he's going to be the all-time losingest coach with, like, another loss or two. It could happen this weekend. Um he he's he's going to be looked at that he got to be the losingest coach in NFL history before he became the winningest coach in NFL history. What's, I, what's the loss? Is six, 165? Is that I don't right? know what it is. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I don't know because I'm just like scanning. Like Dan Reeves had 165. Jeff Fisher had 165. Yeah. Are, the, are they the... Well, I'm sure there was a really crappy coach. Hang on that one. That can't like a lot on of the guys, long, I'm just saying a lot of guys with a lot of wins. Like Jeff Fisher's 11th right now. And wins. Yeah, yeah, that's because 165 eight, losses. Eight yeah. You know what I mean? Like so. So he should have about 165. If, if you stay around for a while, you have those things. Dan Reeves has 190 wins, but 165 losses. Yeah. So yeah, that does kind of pile up. But um, if I'm if I'm reading this right, and this is the correct list, I'm going with Wikipedia. It could be struggles worth here. Right. Uh, I I think the the problem with catching even Belichick on the all time wins list, he's like 50 behind. Andy is. Yeah. That's five years. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But you know what? Andy, like people think Andy's getting ready to age out. He's in his early 60s. I mean, it depends. Belichick's in his 70s. Depends how long it goes. But but I'm saying if, if Belichick goes a couple more years, maybe he pushes that out. I mean, and he's Andy only goes two wins five a year. Years and he's only got three years to catch up 50. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, right. The math might not work. Right. No, you're right. The to math, catch him on the all time wins the list. The math even. may not work. And you're it won't. And, he, right. and, you know, Barring a major run, he's not going to catch the Super Bowls. I'm not saying never, but right. you know, but <laughs> we know we know there has to be quite a run. And if he catches him in Super Bowls, he's blowing yeah. past him on the wins list. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think we live in a world now. It's a what have you done for me lately, society? We of course because we're in this NFL. Every yeah. day is something different. What have you done today? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're getting people on the text line who are saying, "What well, we should have had Smith Marset in here, and we could have been." What? Um, so you, you, you've you got the the what have you done for me lately approach to the world today. And I really do think 
that the way that Bill Belichick has gone down since Tom Brady left makes you realize that he's not as good a coach as everybody thought he was. Yeah, and he was good he because walked. of the player. Should have walked. Right. And the player wasn't good because of the coach. The, he invited the wins, the wins thing. Should have walked. Should have walked because right? because even if he walked, when Tom Brady left and if Bill Belichick left, we would absolutely 1 million percent say he's the greatest coach of all time and there would be no debate. He, you could say with the wins and all that kind of stuff, he's like, eh, Shula stayed for 40 years. That's why he had all those victories. Nobody dominated more than Bill Belichick. But now you get Bill Belichick, you have the Cleveland years where only one year was any good, and then you have the post-Brady years where no they've been no good. You make the conclusion he was only good because of Tom. Which is which is a great argument. Yeah. Except if you have the other <laughs> if you have the most and the most. <laughs> what if he doesn't get the most wins though? What if he doesn't beat Don Shulin wins? Yeah, cuz there's still possibility he doesn't. I think there's a good possibility that he doesn't. I mean, if, but some franchise is going to hire him this offseason. And if he truly wants to do it, which it, I, it seems like the reports are he would want to do it. Um, I really rather get that wins record before right. I walk out the door. Because if I, if you were him, you could just you could just walk and like you guys can debate whether or not I was all Tom or not. But I'm out, and I, gosh, I lived a great life. But and now I got for a boat, him. and I, I can sail off, or I can drop by NFL Network every once in a while, do whatever I want, or ESPN, do whatever I want, and, and have a really good life. But it sounds like he wants to keep coaching. Does so. it, does it, does it like, make sense, though, if you're him? I, I'm thinking I'm being in his mind for a second. You don't want to go out like this. Your drive is to go to that next team and show everybody that you're a really good coach. Because right now the narrative is you rode Tom Brady's coattails, you rode Lawrence Taylor's coattails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready for Kansas City. <laughs> yes. Bill Belichick asked about his future with Robert, uh, with Robert Kraft. Speaking obviously for yourself and, and your understanding, do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Bill, while understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City, have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready for Kansas City. <laughs> while giving, given the you are getting ready for Kansas City, back to the original question. Yeah. It's a good try. It's a good try. They circled back. They, the they, gave it a, they gave it a fair shot. The simple answer is simple. Hey, man, like, we got four games to go. I'm concentrating on the rest of the season. When the season's over, Robert and I are going to sit down, and we'll see what happens. You but know, if he's really, I'm just saying, if he's the point where he's really hell-bent on getting the most wins, well, he's going to stick around and get the most wins. You yeah, know what I mean? But like, do we know that he's hell-bent on <laughs> I that? I don't know. That seems to be I mean, some of it. Really knows what Bill Belichick's yeah. thinking, right? People go, "Well, Bill really wants now." Him. How do you do? Know? I do. I firmly believe. Yeah, I'm going to show that we can be successful without Tom. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work, right? And so maybe you can reassess at that point in time. I go, well, "Yeah, I, I was trying to prove that we could keep this thing together even without Brady. It just didn't just didn't go that way." But you know, I'm good. I got 300 wins. I'm out. And and you know, like you know, when, when this whole thing ends in New England. Robert Kraft wanted this to be a happy ending. And he's not going to get it. No, there's no way. Right. It's not going to be a happy ending for Robert Kraft. Well, there's a first time for everything. Right. <sighs> Was that the <laughs> Peter Bassman here goes, did, did he just give, did Greeny just do the, the Rothstein size? I know that's, that's a sigh of disgust and scorn. His was a pondering sigh. Like, that sounded Could like the Rothstein. Could it? <laughs> it kind of did. But I think, no, that was a pondering. Hmm. Was that Greenberg that yeah, side? Yeah, that yeah, was the Greenberg, Greenberg side. 
That was that was more of a. It wasn't a John. That was a huh. Yeah, I think Andy could catch Belichick on the uh, on the all time Q rating list. I guess. Get ready for Kansas City. <sighs> I'm not a Belichick hater. I'm like I I'm appreciative of their their run. But if I were him, I'd just been like, hey, Matt, try to do it without Brady. Man, doggone it was, you know, Brady yeah. was awesome all those years. Man, we had a great time together, and we had a lot of success. And right off in the sunset, not try to, like, go to Washington and piece together oh some wins. You, it sounds you don't terrible. want to see Belichick Go there. to Carolina. It's not going to be it a happy awful. ending for Robert Kraft to see his guy in Washington. You want to go to Carolina and work? You think Bill Belichick and that guy are going to work together? Oh, God. Guys sitting on meetings? I need to get out of here. Yeah, what are you my, doing in here? Yeah, you need to leave. Sir. Go on the team. Go on somewhere else. Yeah, get out of my office. And I don't want him to go to the Chargers just in case. Right, yeah, <laughs> sure. Just, just in case. But Justin Herbert, I mean, he's done for the year. They may have paid him too soon out there in L.A. Well, they like, got to figure out what the problem is because the quarterback's the quarterback's good, but he's, I mean, is he, is, it, is, is this just a Charger thing where quarterback's just good but doesn't win anything? Is this Phil too? Because I think the quarterback, I think, I think, I think, I think the quarterback, some of that. I think yeah. the quarterback is solid. What else has happened around it? And we, until they, until they get someone, I think competent at the helm. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know, I don't know that I'm 100 percent sold on it, Josh. But you would know? that give you more pause if Bill Belichick was there? It would for me. Yeah, I don't bit, want that. Yeah, you don't want it. I understand. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, you don't want heart. So who do you want out? Do you want the guy that they got right now? Right, you're good with yeah, that. Great. Yeah, he's, he's a great, great coach. Does he's, a nice uh, job. He's yeah. talked about how you know it's a team and they need to. Proceed forward and overcome without her. Yeah. Right. Show show that you can do that mm-hmm. when your game is. Yeah. Uh, tonight's Thursday night game. Ooh, ooh. Oh, God. Who's watching Chargers, Chargers Raiders. Raiders? Just because we're Kansas City doesn't mean we have to I care about need, that game. I don't need that tonight. I just don't. I mean, I, I, I need what, what I need in that game tonight is three hours of comedy. Guys running the wrong way. Offensive linemen blocking each other. Snarky Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just give me something fun. Right. You know, Bink is posted up at Chili's right now waiting. Yeah. If you missed any of the show today, what is today? A Thursday. Thursday. We had had Nate Taylor of The Athletic hitting all kinds of octaves during his interview. I mean... His his vocal range is his rendition of Bailey Zappi is good. Unbelievable. It's Bailey Zappi. <laughs> it's Bailey Zappi. <laughs> yeah, I can win. Um, I'm gonna have a rendition of a Joko Mom got run over by a Bentley next yes, week. Yes, we, oh, okay, we've good. developed a new song. Yes. Uh, impromptu, but I think the like a little gonna, work it's gonna go, the scenes it's gonna, can go it's far. It's gonna go to the gonna go to the recording studio and yep. top of the charts. Lockdown. So stay tuned for that. Anything else you may miss, you can catch up anytime, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download for free. Uh, Cody and Gold, they come your way next on 610 Sports Radio. Talk to you later.